Welcome, everyone. This is Jeff Davis. Delighted to have with us today the relatively new executive director of Ohio Family and Children First, Sarah LaTourette. And many of you listening to this will know what a remarkable legislator she was in her time, how effective she was, and the skill set that she brought to there. So we're pleased to have you join us today. Well, first of all, thank you very much for having me. I've been excited about this for a while. Um, Well, where would you like to start? I mean, you came right off of authoring, right, a a, a joint legislative committee Mm -hmm. on family and children first. That might be a nice place to start if you wish, or you take the lead. Sure. So I guess I'll back up a little bit. The committee you're mentioning, I served on during my first um, General Assembly. So a couple of General Assemblies ago, served in the House. I was in the middle of my third when I decided to resign to take this position and quickly developed a passion for this work. And so I was privileged to serve as the co-chair um, with then-Senator Randy Gardner right. of the Joint Committee. And we came out with... That must well, have been the place to be. It, it really was. We had a wonderful committee, and serving as a co-chair with him was a great experience my first term because he obviously has a lot of institutional knowledge, and, and it really, it truly was a, a great experience, a, a good learning curve for me, but the topic is obviously so important, uh, and it really developed a passion in this area for me, and so I'm grateful I got to do that so early on in my career. As are we. Um, but, but back then, we developed six recommendations, pretty good recommendations. I mean, I'm biased, but I thought they were pretty good recommendations to help some of the most vulnerable kids in the state of Ohio, um, multi-system youth, so youth that are accessing multiple state agencies for services. And so those six recommendations haven't really gone anywhere since we we made them several general assemblies ago. And so um, in this new administration, the governor's made it clear that he really wants to focus on this population, on multi-system youth, as we saw in his budget. Yes. Um, so I'm, I'm thrilled to be able to come over here and join the administration in a time where I think we're really going to be able to make a difference for these kids and hopefully see some of these recommendations enacted. Uh, Part of the the most recent budget that was just passed actually um, instructs Ohio Family and Children First to carry out those recommendations or to give a report to the General Assembly by the end of this year to talk about how we're going to move all six of those recommendations forward and how we suggest the General Assembly starts to act on them. So again, incredibly exciting, um, things that I think have been a long time coming, things that will make a a substantial difference for this population. And so now we just have to get to December and get these these recommendations over there. So you're going to have some natural and willing partners and allies in, in your state agencies, right, in the health and human service agencies, to say the least. You're the lead. This is your, part of it's your vision. You have a sense of, you know, the role of the state, the role of the locals. You want to share? Well, I'd say it's it's not really my vision. Uh, it's obviously the, the governor's sure. vision, and he's he's so passionate again about this population of true. youth. And so I think that um, we're both very fortunate to be able to serve in this time. And so I look at our our directors across all the different state agencies, and hopefully everyone listening is familiar with Ohio Family and Children First. But we're we're made up of the directors of all the child serving agencies here in the state of Ohio. That's essentially our board that that makes the decisions. Um, and we have some wonderful people in place. You obviously included Director Corcoran, Director Chris, Director Hall. I mean, individuals, Director Geese, individuals that truly understand this population, that care, that have been tasked with making a difference. And obviously we have the governor at the the head of that really driving this. And so a lot of it will be focused around the recommendations that I talked about. One of the biggest 
two of the biggest pieces, I suppose. One are modernizing family and children first councils. So we obviously have our, our state operations, but every county across the state of Ohio has a family and children first council. And in some counties, they work really well. They work the way that they're designed to. Um, the, these were established back, I think it was 1993, oh, yes. when uh, now <clears throat> Governor DeWine was then Lieutenant Governor DeWine. And so right. he, he knows how they can work when they're working well. And so I think the vision is to try to get us back to that, not to go backwards, not to adopt everything that we were doing back then, but to figure out why the counties that are working well are working well and why the counties that are struggling are struggling and really modernizing our efforts to make sure that all 88 counties have a functioning council. Can you generalize perhaps as to why, what makes uh, it effective at the local level and what perhaps does not? I think it's the same thing that, that makes it effective at the state level, quite frankly. It's it's participation, it's collaboration, it's people caring, it's people getting involved. Um, again, we have a, a great group working together collaboratively across systems here at the state level, which I, I don't think has, has happened as much as it should have in the past. And so my hope is now that our, our local partners see that happening at the state level, uh, it kind of flows a little bit um, more down to, to their level as well. And I think the, the thing that we have really seen in the counties that are functioning the best is they have, in addition to a really well-run council, they have that one champion, whether it's a county commissioner or or a a judge, somebody that's involved that's really able to help um, pull the community together, pull the different partners together, and and get them to pull their resources and not look at at these kids as your kid or your kid or your kid, but our kids and how can our agencies best come together to serve them. So do you... Do you see yourself sort of building, attempting to build that really in each, right, as much as you can in each of our counties across the state? Absolutely. So the, the structure's there. Uh, and again, it's just trying to figure out how when it's it's failing in a county and you don't have that collaboration, you don't have that cooperation, what can we do as state partners to help? And so again, I think you're going to see some of those recommendations come out um, with the report running of the General Assembly, but a lot of it's going to be done through our, our budget work, quite frankly, because we have an amazing budget in front of us with investments um, uh, in multi-system youth that we've never seen before. And so whether you're talking about the $50 million that's sitting in JFS's budget, or there's $18 million sitting in Medicaid's budget, or the million dollars in your budget that I think I heard is going to be used hopefully for respite care. I mean, there's just all these pockets of funds directed, and that, that's just the tip of the iceberg, right. but directed to multi-system youth particularly, and really wrapping services around these kids to give them the best chance. So do your first message to your local councils? that we're listening, um, that we're a lot of changes will be coming, that we don't know what those changes look like, but that we're going to rely very heavily on their input uh, to make a lot of those changes. For example, when we're talking about the, the funding that's going to come out, we're in a lot of conversations right now at the state level about what is that funding going to look like. Uh, I went straight to our, our county partners and I said, if in your perfect world, what would additional funding look like to you? How could you spend it? How could you not spend it? I think that's just as important. Um, what would be most helpful? to them because it's one thing to be able to to get the money in the budget but to be able to make sure that it's spent and it's spent well because what we need to be able to do is we need to be able to come back to the legislature and and show that that money was well spent and that um, we were able to deliver what they were hoping we were going to deliver the the legislator legislature made it very clear during this budget process um, that they want to focus on this population of kids and I, I believe they even put language in the budget 
um, to the point of that it is their intent to end custody relinquishment in the state of Ohio, um, which is a, a very strong statement, and I think it's something we need to take seriously. And so modernizing our councils, making sure the funding's well spent, all of this is going to go uh, in the direction that I think they're hoping it's going to go. Um, but we need to be able to come back you know, after this budget cycle and, and prove that we put the money and, and the recommendations to good use. Perhaps um, maybe we double back a little bit and talk about some of the recommendations, right, mm -hmm. uh, that came out of the initial report that you co-chaired, because it sounds like there will still be somewhat instrumental in where we go forward, if you want to. No, absolutely. And I would say that, so this was my last budget amendment I got in before I left the legislature. Uh, and I wish I would have given myself a little bit more time. Um, perhaps I wasn't thinking clearly, not realizing I was going to be taking this role, um, that December 31st is a short amount of time. Mm -hmm. But again, if we want to start moving some of this stuff forward, there is a sense of urgency around it. So um, we will make sure that we deliver a very meaningful report to the General Assembly by the end of this year. But th the first of the recommendations deals with data collection. And that was probably my biggest frustration as a, as a lawmaker was... When individuals come to you and they tell you there's this need, but they don't have the data to back it up. And historically, Mostly we just anecdotal. haven't. <laughs> well, exactly. Which mm -hmm. it can tell a great story, but unless you know exactly how many kids you're talking about and, and what kind of figures and, and how much money and, and who's impacted, what systems are they using, it's really hard to target the problem. Um, so data collection, particularly dealing with multi-system youth, is something we've really struggled at as a state for a long time. And so just better data collection in general. And so how do we move forward? How do we continue and build on the data that we've been collecting? How do we collect better data to inform our decisions was the first recommendation. The second was access uh, to peer support. So ensuring that uh, youth and families have access to peer and mentor, peer support and mentoring services, which I think is sometimes undervalued and can make such a huge difference in their lives and, and in moving them forward. And so making sure that they have meaningful access to those programs. Um, probably the biggest recommendation and one, again, that we're moving forward with with this most recent budget is establishing a safety net funding. So a, a funding level at this or a funding at the state level that uh, counties are able to tap into, because right now the big crisis that uh, the legislature heard throughout the budget process dealt with custody relinquishment. Right. And a lot of times this is happening solely to access services because families can't access these services, so they have no choice but to, to sign their rights to their children over, so they're able to, to access the services they need. And so how do we identify, uh, how, how do we move forward in um, really providing those services without requiring families to, to relinquish custody? And so having this state um, fund of money for counties to be able to tap into could make a huge difference, I believe. And so, again, you're seeing a lot of that work carried out in this most recent budget, but I think this is just the beginning because we need to have some sort of a stable funding source moving forward. Um, access to high-fidelity wraparound uh, and hopefully having that be Medicaid reimbursable would make a huge difference in these families' lives. And so trying to find a path forward for that was the fourth recommendation. Uh, the fifth recommendation I already mentioned, and it's modernizing our family and children first councils. So I, I'm asked a lot, what does modernize mean? Well, we don't know yet. And so, again, we're going to have to rely a lot on our, our local input through this committee process to really figure out what does it mean to modernize our councils. 
Uh, and then the sixth is a congregate care study. Again, we don't know what we don't know. We know that uh, kids need all sorts of levels of services, but we don't really know what's out there. We don't know um, the best way to move forward as far as congregate care settings go. And so really doing a comprehensive study on what is available in the state of Ohio, where are we lacking, uh, and how best to move that forward as well. And so those were the, the six recommendations. Uh, again, none of them have really been carried out uh in total at all since we've made them a couple general assemblies ago. I think the, the biggest step forwards we took were in this, the safety net funding, but again, the, the TANF funding didn't really work out the way we hoped. And we've started moving forward in data collection. Um, we have a, a system in place now called Fidelity EHR that a lot of our counties are using where they're starting to gather this data for us, um, but we have a lot more work to do on that front as well. And so we, we need to find a way as a state to really energize and engage our, our local partners to want to use yet another database to collect this information so we can prove to them that it can be helpful to them while it's also helpful to us in policy making at the state level. So then let's let's jump. We're going to change hats again here real quick. So, I mean, you've got a pretty remarkable, I mean, your personal experience. So you're bringing a lot to the table in your own way. How do you think, you know, all that you've done and what you've accomplished, uh, you know, why do you think, don't be humble. <laughs> you know, why do you think that's going to be such an asset that the rest of us are convinced it will? You know, what I focused on a lot in the legislature, I, I was very intentional in the work I did, but I never wanted to do something that I didn't think I could get done. And I guess what I mean by that is it, it didn't matter what the, the subject area was. It was you have to go about things in, a, again, a very intentional, deliberative way to be able to move legislation, to see it enacted, to actually make a difference, not to just throw something out there to talk about it, but to see it carried out to fruition and passed into law. And so I tried to take the lessons I learned in the legislature over to this role because at its core, Ohio Family and Children First is that coordinating entity. We, we have to be we have to be the group that's able to help coordinate with all the different state agencies because it's where everything overlaps. And so being able to take my experience as a lawmaker and, again, being very intentional and, and thoughtful and collaborative, um, I've tried to take the same approach in this position. I mean, I think that it's it's going to take someone that's willing to go out and listen. I have a lot of experience with that, whether you, know, you have someone right. yelling at you or you have somebody thrilled with the work that you're doing. Right. Being able to truly listen and to, to take that feedback back again in a meaningful way and do something with it uh, and carry it carry it forward and so i'm hopeful those experiences will help me in this role oh, well they will we know this right what should we touch on that you would like to that i didn't ask i don't know how familiar you are with the, the echo program that your, your oh, department yeah, runs sure. um that i again, love the model well, I, I just think it's made such a, a huge difference already. I've been able to sit in on a couple of the sessions. Perhaps we should explain it for a because I don't know that all of our, you know, all of our listeners will know. Sure. So it started as a pilot project, um, just in, in a handful of counties, and really, it's it, to be used by our county partners when they need help with um, a. a a, a child, a youth that they just they they can't find a path forward for. So some of our more high need youth that really they've just kind of hit a wall as far as being able to offer them the supports and the services they need at the county level, and they they just need more help. And so it's more of a clinical based approach where a team of experts comes together and listens to the county. The county presents their case. They're able to to really get a feel for what the struggles have been and what the youth has been going through, and then this clinical team provides feedback and and. Support Support to the county. And so again, it started as a pilot program, but I, I think that it was um, 
so effective in several of the counties that we're able to access it that it's recently expanded. It's expanded um, statewide. We are so glad to have you with us today, and more so, we are glad to have you where you are. You know that. Well, I appreciate it. And again, this is just such a wonderful opportunity. Um, It would have taken a lot, or it did take a lot for me to choose to to leave Mm -hmm. my previous role. I I loved serving in the General Assembly. Um, I felt like I had really developed a a knack for it, and I I felt like I was um, good at what I did, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed serving my district and my constituents, But so it would have taken a... um, something special to pull me away from that. And this role just seemed like such a perfect fit. It took my passion of everything that I'd worked on in the legislature, and I'm able to continue working on it over here in the administration. Um, And again, I just think this is the time to do it. I think it's an exciting time to be a kid in the state of Ohio. I mean, there are moments in time that that don't come around all that often. I I, I feel that the governor has set that time, and, and I do believe he's put the right people in the right places to do it. So... Uh, with that comes a sense of urgency, you know, as you mentioned, timelines. But also, you know, we've talked about a lot of these things enough that it's now. I'd say it's now. Right? Well, it's, it's an easy t- it's an easy topic to to say you care about. It's an easy topic to say we need to address, but actually finding a way to address it, it's a, it's a heck of a lot harder. And so I, I feel a real desire to actually find a path forward from this administration. Uh, I've said it several times, but I can't imagine better individuals to be sitting in the director positions and the governor has chosen people that truly, truly get it. They get this population. They've lived it. They've breathed it. Um, so as far as our cabinet council, I couldn't ask for a better group of individuals to be sitting around the table. And then that trickles down to the deputy directors. Because as I mentioned, we have our deputies director council, director's council meeting monthly. And you feel the energy in that room, too. And that's the one thing I try to really portray or to explain to our, our county partners when I'm out talking to them is this really is an exciting time and everybody feels it. Everybody feels the energy and the momentum. And they finally feel like they're going to be able to, to do something meaningful in this space and that we're going to be able to help a lot of these kids. Sarah Latourette, how grateful are we and what a pleasure this has been. So we will help you, as you know, in every way we can. Wonderful. In every way we can. And, and we're going to look forward to having done some really special things, I trust. So thank you for joining us. Thank you. You're always welcome back. Oh, Anytime I'll come back. you want to. Okay. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. 